men and women are brought to the knowledge of the truth le koroto sukala na brina kakalia egebo jakala na mambra nangregedeza kele na membra rakoto nokoluda bababa egebo jokolo da brina kakoroto sukiala na ma egeba jokolo da bobo le gregedeza kele na mememe nengragada jokolo da boroko tusakali de bababa le gragado jokolo na mangle na mandele de bobo le gragado sokia in the name of jesus Heavenly Father, we come before your precious holy written word humbly and respectfully tonight. We thank you for the privilege to learn, the privilege to be equipped, the privilege to study your word, and we rejoice that we have access into the deep things of God by the Holy Ghost. So we declare that tonight the eyes of each one's understanding is flooded with light. Your word comes with clarity. Your people are built up, and by the end of this service, Jesus is glorified. We give you praise for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name and every believer says a powerful amen. amen. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our faith together as we say these words. I am born of God. I am born of the world. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally. Therefore today, I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never ever be the same again. In Jesus' name. And every believer says a powerful amen. We want to welcome everybody connected to this service by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all of our social media community. We're so glad to welcome every one of you to this service tonight. What a joy to have every one of you here tonight and the entire Aquaibom State community. I want to welcome everybody to the service tonight. I'd like you to invite a friend, a family member, whichever platform you're listening to me right now, Comfort FM, XL FM, Radio Aquaibom, Inspiration FM, Heritage FM, call a friend, a family member, ask them to tune to this radio station right now. Life is flowing through the airwaves. Our social media community, do me the same favor you've always done. Help me share the video on your page. Help me share the video into, you know, with all the groups on your page. Join as many groups as possible. Let's flood the entire Blue Marble planet with the fragrance of Jesus' grace. Also, put the videos on Telegram, Monogram, and drop them on WhatsApp groups. All our house centers were glad to welcome every one of you this evening. What a joy to welcome everybody to this service tonight. All the house centers, I'm excited to have all of you in the service today. And all our campuses around the world, brothers and sisters around the world, it's a joy to serve you the grace of God. Grab your pen, your notebook, your Bible, and fasten your seatbelts as we get into the word of his grace. You can be seated with your sweet, smart self tonight. Amen. Mm -mm -mm. Praise God forevermore. All right, so this is series two of Wisdom for Living. Wisdom for Living. And we're examining nurturing relationships effectively. Nurturing relationships effectively. Now, the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verse 18 and 19. Matthew 28, 18 and 19. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Next verse. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. 
teaching them if your bible was mine i will underline that teaching them to observe all things whatsoever i have commanded you and lo i am with you always even unto the end of the world amen <clears throat> so he says make disciples and we've been establishing this reality that the word make disciple is the word matthew it means make students of all nations make disciples of the resurrection in every nation we also established that the resurrection therefore will be studied as an event and also as a person as an event and also as a person so go and make disciples of the resurrection in every nation that means we are going to learn from the resurrection we are going to follow the resurrection and we are going to practice the resurrection of jesus i go over it again that means we are going to learn from the resurrection we are going to follow the resurrection and we are going to practice the resurrection of jesus now please pay attention we also established that the scriptures there in matthew 28 18 there's a way we can rewrite it and rework it so let's say it like this all authority in heaven and earth is given me where in the resurrection go therefore and make students students disciples to learn and practice in my resurrection in every ethnic group believers and non-believers in every country and we can expand it to say in every kind of profession or occupation or social status spiritually both believing and non-believing so he has sent us to every kind of group on earth bound by birth bound by location bound by occupation sometimes even bound by peculiar experiences there is none that is excluded from god's plan so make disciples of every nation make disciples of every nation so we said that the gospel is in itself a cause in relationships a cause in relationships we also said if jesus has left us an example to follow in his steps then look at matthew chapter 19 verse number four matthew chapter 19 verse number four and he answered and said unto them have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female now yesterday we said the question was for which cause should a man put away his wife that's what the pharisees were asking what is the cause for which a man should put away his wife then jesus answered them he said for this cause shall a man leave father and mother and cleave okay and we establish 
that there is a relationship in the background why people get married for this cause for this purpose or for this reason or foreshadowing this example shall a man leave father and mother and cleave to his wife now so therefore for this cause or for what god has joined together let nobody put asunder in the background of all marital relationships is god's own marriage so which one comes first physical or god's own marriage god's own marriage so we need to study god's own marriage and first of all we need to understand marriage matthew chapter 19 verse number six matthew chapter 19 verse number six wherefore they are no more twin but one flesh what therefore god had joined together let no man put asunder what therefore god has joined together he uses the greek word kalao kalao k-o-l-l-a-o K -O -L -L -A -O. it's used 12 times in the new testament greek to refer to an associate so let's look at it like this therefore they are no more two but one flesh what therefore god has associated together nobody will put it asunder so in this marriage god is one of the associates kolao you will see the use of that word kolao in first corinthians chapter 6 verse 17 first corinthians chapter 6 verse 17 but he that is joined unto the lord is one spirit he that is joined to the lord is one spirit so if you look at the previous text and the post text of it he was referring to sex sex among married couples then he shows you what it mirrors it mirrors one spirit which means that what jesus was referring to in matthew chapter 19 verse 6 is one spirit let no man put asunder or let none put asunder look at the word joined together the word joined together there is the word susan ugunmi it refers to a yoke something that is bound and tied together the background therefore is god's salvation plan in ephesians chapter 5 we saw that it is god's salvation plan that never divorces for which cause which cause because of christ and the church so again which one was at the beginning physical marriage or christ's love for his church christ's love for his church all right look at ephesians 5 32 ephesians chapter 5 verse number 32 this is a great mystery but i speak concerning christ and the church now let's get to hebrews chapter 13 verse 4 and 5 hebrews chapter 13 verse 4 and 5 marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled but homongers and adulterers god will judge next verse let your conversation be without covetousness 
and be content with such things as you have for he had said i will never leave thee nor forsake thee mm -mm -mm. that means in god's marriage there will be no divorce that already shows you that the marriage is referring to in that hebrews chapter 13 verse 4 is salvation and we will come there in a bit look at genesis chapter 2 verse 18 genesis chapter 2 verse number 18 and the lord god said it is not good that the man should be alone i will make him a help meet for him i will make for him a help meet for him notice that was a statement made after the instruction of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and of the tree of life that was the instruction after so he says i will make after the fall of man i will make and help meet now like i said yesterday many instances when we talk about the help meet people talk about marriage talk about the wife being the helper of the man you know um in fact some interpretation will also call the woman a house help all right and the scripture some people will say after all the scripture teaches a woman to cook for her husband where where is it in the scriptures it's not there the scripture teaches a woman to wash her husband's clothes where there's no verse there's no instruction to that effect and the problem is many people are allowing the nation disciple them instead of them discipling in the nation seller i'm not saying a woman should refuse to cook for her husband but the reason why that can be done we will find out in a bit so help me look at that text the word help meet there in Genesis chapter 2 verse 18 is the Hebrew word Ezer, E-Z-E-R. And it's used 21 times. And I want us to read all of it. 21 times. Let's begin. Exodus chapter 18 verse 4. Exodus chapter 18 verse 4. And the name of the order was Eliezer. For God of my father said he was mine help and delivered me from the sword of pharaoh god was my hell isa deuteronomy 33 verse 7 deuteronomy 33 verse 7 and this is the blessing of judah and he said hear lord the voice of judah and bring him unto his people lest his hands be sufficient for him and be thou and help to him from his enemies Ezra. so Ezra is used for when there is danger it is used for when there is danger look at deuteronomy 33 26 deuteronomy 33 26 there is none like unto the god of jeshurun who rideth upon the heaven in thy help and in his excellency on the sky psalms chapter 20 verse 1 and 2 
Psalms chapter 20 verse 1 and 2. The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. Verse 2. Send thee help from the sanctuary and strengthen thee out of Zion. So far, it means to rescue from danger. Help meet one who rescues you from danger. Look at Psalm 33 verse 20. Psalm 33 verse number 20. Our soul waited for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Psalm 70 verse 5. That same word Ezra is what we are tracing. But I am poor and needy. Make haste unto me, O God. Thou art my help and my deliverer. O Lord, make no tarrying. When you see David using it, know what the help is. <laughs> when you see David using it. Now, Psalm 89 verse 19. Psalm 89 verse 19. Then thou speakest in vision to the Holy One and said, I have laid help upon one that is mighty. I have exalted one chosen out of the people. Psalm 115 verse 9. Psalm 115 verse 9. O Israel, trust thou in the Lord, for he is their help and their shield. Psalm 121 verse 1 and 2. Psalm 121 verse 1 and 2. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. Next verse. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. Psalm 124 verse 8. Psalm 124 verse number 8. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. Psalm 146 verse 5. Psalm 146 verse 5. Happy is he that had the God of Jacob for his help. Whose hope is in the Lord his God. Look at Isaiah chapter 30 verse 5. We are tracing the use of the word Ezra. 30 verse 5. They were all ashamed of a people that could not profit them, nor be of an help, nor profit, but a shame and also a reproach. So the word Ezra, help me, it is used for delivering someone out of danger. Look at Ezekiel chapter 12 verse 14. Ezekiel chapter 12 verse 14. And I will scatter toward every wind all that are about him to help him. And all his bands. And I will draw out the sword after them. Daniel chapter 11 verse 34. The use of the word Ezra. Ezra, help me. Daniel chapter 11 verse 34. Now, when they shall fall, they shall be hoping with a little help. But many shall cleave to them with flatteries. Hosea chapter 13 verse 9. Hosea chapter 13 verse 9. Hosea chapter 13 verse 9. O Israel, thou hast destroyed thyself, but in me is thine hell. 
So if he says, a help meets, can that refer to a woman? <laughs> Definitely not. That is a savior. A help meet. And when you read Ephesians 5, who is the savior of the body? Who is the savior of the body? Jesus. So Jesus is the help meet for mankind. That is, that scripture is not a scripture to make a woman a house help. So one flesh, that is the relationship which is consummated by sexual union between a man and a woman is a reflection of God's everlasting love for the church. So, the resurrection is the marriage. The resurrection is the marriage. The physical relationship is the example. The resurrection is the marriage. The physical relationship is the example or is what follows after. So, primarily... The resurrection of Jesus is a relationship, a marital relationship. Look at that Hebrews 13 again. Now, listen carefully. So, when he said, whatever God has joined together, let no man put asunder. You discover that every time that relationship of man is used in marriage, it says that the man joined himself with her. The man joined himself with her. That is, a man and a woman get married as an act of their will. The man joined himself with her. So it is not God that joins people together in marriage. It is people that join themselves. But in that joining of themselves... You now reflect God's own joining if you are believers. A man finds a woman, two of them join themselves together in marriage to reflect God's own marriage if both of them are believers. So if a man comes before, whether the altar or the tabernacle or the temple, and claim to be rehearsing some marital vow, let him even do marital vow service. <laughs> you know. And ask people who were married 40 years ago to renew their vows. Or 30 years ago to renew their vows. All these are just man-made ceremonies. This vow that we're talking about is God's vow. It's not men's vow. Have you not noticed that when the preacher says, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Then they will not add, till death do you part. That means death can part that marriage. But God's own marriage, nothing can part it. Because that's the real deal. That cannot be what Jesus is referring to. Because death can do two people part. Even other things, even among themselves, they can do themselves part. Even themselves. Disagreement, lack of compatibility, they start fighting, they start threatening their lives, they go their separate ways. But God's own marriage to the church, no separation. So, it's God's commitment that Jesus was referring to. 
God's own commitment. That is God's command. Look at that Hebrews 13 verse 4. It will come clear now. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 4. Marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled. But homongers and adulterers, God will judge. You know, oftentimes, this scripture is used for premarital counseling. They say the marriage bed undefiled. These people are intending to marry. They don't even have mattress. <laughs> they don't even have a mat. And you're quoting for the marriage bed undefiled. They don't have a bed yet. <laughs> so that scripture is not for premarital counseling. Marriage bed undefiled. And some people have gotten married. And the couple stayed in different rooms. Okay. So which one is marriage bed? The husband in his room with his bed. The wife is in her room with her bed. And nobody goes to another person's room. So which of them is marriage bed? So again, when a scripture is misinterpreted, a truth is lost. When a scripture is misinterpreted, a major truth is lost. Let's look at that Hebrews chapter 13 verse 4 now and do exegesis. Hebrews chapter 13 verse number 4. Put it up for me. Marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled. But homongers and adulterers, God will judge. Now the word marriage there is the word gamos in the Greek. Gamos. G-A-M-O-S. It's used just about five times in New Testament Greek. Matthew 22. Did you notice that Jesus used parables of marriage to explain the resurrection? He used parables of marriage. For example, Matthew 22 verse 2. Matthew chapter 22 verse 2. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king which made a marriage for his son. Look at verse 9. Matthew 22 verse 9. Go ye therefore into the highways and as many as you shall find bid to the marriage. As many as you shall find they went and brought all types of people. Look at Matthew 25 verse 1. Matthew chapter 25 verse 1. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lambs and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Then you see the illustration in the following verses. But then in John chapter 2, Jesus used a wedding to explain his resurrection. John chapter 2 verse 1. John chapter 2 verse 1. And the third day, there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. Give me verse 3. Verse 3. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. Next verse. Jesus says unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. Mine hour, and that word mine hour is something Jesus consistently used for his resurrection. Consistently, he used mine 
hour is not yet come for his death and resurrection. Look at Revelation chapter 19 verse 7. Revelation chapter 19 verse 7. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. Verse 9. Verse 9 of the same Revelation 19. And he saith unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. So the work of salvation and our union with Christ is called the marriage. The marriage. So Hebrews 13, therefore, is it talking about regular customary marriage? Hebrews 13 verse 4. Huh? No. No. But can a customary regular marriage take an example from it? Yes. And it says here, the bed undefiled. The word bed here, which is actually used for marriage bed, is the Greek word koite. Koite. K-O-I-T-E. Koite. Let's see how it is used. Luke chapter 11 verse 7. Luke chapter 11 verse number 7. Pay attention. And he, this is a parable of the man who had a friend the importunity the parable of the friend who came to his friend at night to ask for loaves okay and he from within shall answer and say trouble me not the door is now shut and my children are with me in bed i cannot rise and give thee <laughs> my children are with me in bed or in family bed that's not marriage bed look at romans chapter 9 verse 10 the use of the word koite romans chapter 9 verse 10 and not only this but when rebecca also had conceived by one even by our father isaac koite is used here for conception used for conception look at romans chapter 13 verse 13 romans 13 13 let us walk honestly as in the day not in rioting and drunkenness not in chambering and wantonness not in strife and envying the word chambering there is the word koite evil conceptions used for what you cohabit with or a cohabitation it can be husband and wife it can be friendship so it's not necessarily talking about sexual it can even be children all right so hebrews chapter 13 verse 4 again <clears throat> hebrews 13 verse 4 marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled but homongers and adulterers, God will judge. Now listen to the way it should be. Marriage is honorable. This cohabitation is undefiled. Marriage is honorable. This cohabitation is undefiled. Look at the word used here. Undefiled. 
a word that is used strictly for our relationship with God, undefiled. The word undefiled here can equally be found in Hebrews 7.26. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 26. For such an high priest became us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens, the priesthood of Jesus. Look at where it is used again. James chapter 1 verse 27. James chapter 1 verse 27. Pure religion and undefiled before God. And the father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Look at First Peter chapter 1 verse 4, the word undefiled. First Peter chapter 1 verse 4, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that faded not away, reserved in heaven for you so he is not referring to customary human marriage this is god's marriage undefiled and god's marriage was done by jesus it is marriage in the resurrection undefiled then he said homongas and adulterers god will judge the greek word here is the word Pronos mocus. If you are making notes, I can spell it for you. Pornos, P O R, where you have pornography. Pornos, P O R N O U S. Pornos, mocus, M O I C H U S. Pornos mocus. That is homongers or fornicators. Referring to adulterers, God will judge. Now pay attention to what he is saying. If this is human marriage, then he will not use the word undefiled. Neither will the next statement in verse 5 be used. If he was talking in context about human marriage. Look at that Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he had said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Wow. But let your conversation be without covetousness. For he has said, I will never leave nor forsake you. So let's view the word homongers used for fornicators and also the word adultery in other texts. Matthew 12, 39. Matthew chapter 12, verse 39. But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seek after a sign. And there shall no sign be given to it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. This was when they came to Jesus with mockery and unbelief. Look at what he told them. He called them evil and adulterous. The word adulterous is another word for unbelieving. 
adulterers, unbelieving. See Matthew 16 verse 4. Matthew chapter 16 verse number 4. A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. And there shall no sign be given unto it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. And he left them and departed. So he departs from the gospel. To depart from God's marriage is called adultery. To depart from the gospel, to depart from God's marriage is called adultery. The book of Revelation 2.14, pay attention. Revelation chapter 2 verse 14. But I have a few things against thee. Because thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam. Who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel. To eat things, sacrifice unto idols, and to commit fornication. Now look at verse 20 of Revelation chapter 2. Verse 20. Many scriptures good for your health. Revelation 2.20. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee. Because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel which calleth herself a prophetess to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols notice that it is related to idol worship the adultery is related to idol worship look at second peter chapter 2 verse 14 second peter Chapter 2, verse 14. <clears throat> Having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls and heart they have exercised with covetous practices. Cursed children. Next verse. Verse 15. Which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Bosor, who love the wages of unrighteousness. So the practice of seeking after another is called adultery. So there are quite a number of texts like that. So Hebrews chapter 13 again. Now listen. So the marriage bed here refers to the bed of God's conception. The bed of God's conception. We are the man that is born again is birth. We are the born again man is birth. Our fellowship with God. So he says, homongers and adulterers. That is, those that seek for another, God will judge. Those that seek for another. Look at Hebrews 13 verse 5 now. Wow. 13 verse 5 and 6 now. With all that explanation now. Let's read together. 13 verse 4 and 5. Sorry. Hebrews 13 4 and 5. From verse 4. Marriage is honorable in all. And the bed undefiled. But homongers and adulterers. God will judge. Let your conversation be without covetousness. And the content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Next verse. Ah, so that we may boldly say, 
the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. So that is his own marriage. Verse 6 says, the Lord is my helper. That is what help me means. The Lord is my helper. The Lord is my exer. I will not fear what a man will do to me. So, this is God's marriage. Our physical customary marriages, natural, ethnic, legal, traditional church wedding, all of them are supposed to take an example from God's own marriage. Look at 1 Corinthians now, chapter 6, verse 15. 1 Corinthians, chapter 6, verse 15. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. Look at the marriage, verse 17. I mean, verse 16. Verse 16. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body, for two saith he shall be one flesh. Next verse. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. 18. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committed fornication sinneth against his body. 19. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? Next verse, 20. For you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Look at the way he says it. He shows you the model. One spirit with God. That is the way you should treat your physical body, which is God's. So the first thing you need to know is God's marriage. God's marriage is now mirrored in your own relationships. And in this instance, marital. So the one flesh of Genesis 2. Can we confidently say it is one spirit? Yes. So, Moses' way of explaining God's marriage to us in the resurrection is to use a physical example. That is the way a man lives father and mother and cleaves. You know, interestingly, that illustration Moses used is found in Egypt today. In Egypt, it is a man that leaves his father and mother to cleave to his wife. It's an Egyptian practice. And Moses was in Egypt. So it was from Egypt, Moses got that illustration. Now in Nigeria, it is a woman that leaves. A woman leaves her parents to join her husband. You know, it's a woman that leaves father and mother. I don't know about other countries. I don't know about other countries, you know. Uh, he simply used a custom of marriage. No matter how imperfect it was to explain what happens in salvation. He used a physical customary marriage to explain what happens in salvation. That God now cleaves to us and we are one with him. 
that we and God, by virtue of the resurrection, are married in an inseparable union. In an inseparable union. That, 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 shall, that shall a man live father and mother is a custom of Egypt because Israel had stayed long in Egypt. So Moses said, you see the way people live and cleave? That is how God cleaves to us. That's what Moses was communicating. He becomes our help meet, our Ezra. So that union is the union. We said that the re resurrection is relationship of a marriage. Where God in Christ is our helper. He is the savior of the body. Hey, he washed us by the word. He cleanses us. And more than that, he cleaves to us and doesn't depart. Glory to God. He cleaves to us and doesn't depart. That's the marriage. So a key element of this supernatural relationship, which is called salvation, is the resurrection of Jesus. And it is the author of it that keeps it till the very end. You didn't hear that. It's the author of it that keeps it till the very end. Yeah. <sighs> it means that the resurrection teaches us to keep relationships. The resurrection of Jesus, the same way he cleaves to us and never leaves us, is a lesson for us to learn how to keep relationships so the resurrection teaches us to keep relationships you cannot find departing there's no departing in god except from the world you can you can't find departing as a culture of the gospel you can't find departing as a culture of the gospel so in the gospel is a culture of abiding in the gospel is a culture of abiding god shows us the example you know they asked jesus a question about a jewish custom that some centuries or countries use today you know we have that i think we have such cultures in nigeria where a man dies they give his wife to his brother a lot of cultures in nigeria use that and then they asked Jesus a question. She married up to the seventh brother. And she has no child for anyone. In the resurrection, whose wife will she be? For all the seven brothers had her. Look at that Matthew 22, 27. <laughs> Matthew 22, verse 27. At last of all the women, and last of all, the woman died also. Next verse. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife shall she be of the seven? For they all had her. 29. Jesus answered and said unto them, You do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. That is, Moses gave that illustration to show you that in the marriage of God, there is eternal life. That's why Moses used the illustration of 
she married the second brother, married the third brother, married the fourth brother, married the fifth because he is trying to communicate that in God's marriage, there is no separation. So he used the illustration of how she kept marrying everybody in the house. That should have taken some years than just terminating after her husband died. Moses was using that illustration to show that there is eternal life in Jesus. That God's life does not end. It's an instruction to show a sustenance of God's marriage. That is, God's marriage, nothing will stop it. That is why he said to God that God's marriage is eternal. That is why when the man dies, the other brother will take over. And the other brother, he is not asking you to keep marrying people's brother's wives. Or keep marrying your brother's wife when he dies. Moses gave that because of the hardness of their heart. Showing you an example of God's marriage to us. That nothing can separate us. Nothing. Brother Paul will write it better. In Romans chapter 8, brother Paul will say, nothing will separate us from the love of God which is in Christ. That is the marriage in the resurrection. Whether life or death, principalities or powers, things present, things to come, nakedness, peril, sword, nothing shall separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. The interesting thing is that people have read what Jesus said in Matthew 19 to talk against polygamy. But that's not what he was talking about. He was saying God does not depart. God does not depart. That when God has found in a man a relationship based on the sacrifice of his son, nothing can shake it. That when God has found in a man a relationship that is predicated on the sacrifice of his son, nothing can shake it. He keeps that relationship unto the end. And if that is an example unto us, it means that we were found in the resurrection of Jesus. An example of relationships. So in the resurrection, we have a marriage. Jesus marries us and he marries us eternally. He told Hosea, he said, even though you have gone after idols, I remain your husband forever. Hosea, even though you have gone after idols, I remain your husband forever. And he used Hosea to do a parable to show that even after you have gone astray, he remains committed to you. I will never leave you, nor forsake you. In the Greek, it's like, I will never, ever, never, ever, ever, never. I can never forsake you under any condition. <laughs> That's the way the Greek puts it. I can never. Have you ever seen somebody who pursues a woman to marry he goes after her with everything and he wants to marry her no matter what that is what god did for us in christ he came after us with everything he has so we have learned christ and in christ we have learned to never depart 
What else has the resurrection birth? The resurrection shows us the example of a neighbor. The example of a neighbor in Luke chapter 10. In resurrection, we are made good partners. We are made good associates. In the resurrection, we are made good spouses. We are also made good neighbors. Look at Luke chapter 10 verse 29. Pay attention. Luke chapter 10 verse 29. But he willing to justify himself said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus becomes our neighbor by resurrection. He didn't hear that. Jesus becomes our neighbor by resurrection. Look at that Luke chapter 10 verse 30 now. <clears throat> Follow the reading. And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Next verse. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Next verse. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. Next verse. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Next verse. And went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. Next verse. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host. And said unto him, take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Next verse. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves. Next verse. And he said, he that had showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, go and do thou likewise. So Jesus has become our neighbor. Anyone that you are in a position to show compassion, to spend your money, to go and help, he said, that is your neighbor. Anybody that you are in position to show compassion to, Jesus said, that person is your neighbor. I thought my neighbor are those living in my estate. Well, you know, many people live in an estate where there's wealth. You know, estates like Banana Island. Estates like, you know, Lekki, Ajar, all those places in Lagos. is for status. So that can't be your neighbor. When you walk on the road, somebody unrelated to you. Not in the same class with you. Who may never come back to you and say thank you. He said, that is your neighbor. So in Matthew 22, explaining the work of redemption, look at verse 36, Matthew 22, 36. <clears throat> Matthew 22, 36. Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Tell us, what is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Next verse. This is the first and great commandment. Next verse. 
And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Next verse. On these two. On these two. Hang all the law and the prophets. You know why I said on these two? Because you cannot have one without the other. The second is like unto it. So who is your neighbor? Thou shalt love anyone needing compassion as yourself. Anyone needing compassion. Christ suffered for us and has taught us how to be neighbors. He said upon these two hang all the Old Testament. What are the two? Number one, faith in God. Number two, loving others. Number one, faith in God. Number two, loving others. Look at Romans chapter 15 verse 1. Romans 15 verse 1. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Next verse. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. Next verse. For even Christ pleased not himself. But as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproach thee fell on me. The word neighbor. In the Greek is the word plesion. P-L-E-S-S-I-O-N. Plesion. One that is near you. Look at Matthew 5.43. Matthew chapter 5 verse 43. You have heard that it had been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. Next verse. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them who despitefully use you and persecute you. Pray for those who curse you. Bless those who insult you. Look at Matthew 19, 19. Matthew chapter 19, verse 19. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Matthew 23, 39. Matthew 23, 39. For I say unto you, you shall not see me henceforth till he shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. So your neighbor is one who is often close by. Look at Romans 13 verse 9. Romans 13 9. I read the B part. The B part. It and if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying. Namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So he has taught us to be good neighbors. Look at Galatians 5.14. Galatians 5.14. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Ephesians 4.25 Wherefore putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor. For we are members one of another. So he identifies that neighbor as your brother 
and sister in Christ. Your neighbor is your brother and sister in Christ today. Look at James chapter 2 verse 23. Oh glory to God, I love this. James 2.23 And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness and he was called the friend of God. So he has called us in the resurrection to mirror his kind of friendliness. Abraham was called a friend of God. The word friend is the word philo. Someone you are fond of. Someone you like. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 1. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 1. Let brotherly love continue. Let brotherly love is the word Philadelphia. That's where they got the word Philadelphia from. Brotherly love. Brotherly friendship. Philadelphia. Philo and Delpha. Brotherly love. Brotherly friendship. Let it continue. So we have learned from Christ to be good partners. We have learned from Christ to be good neighbors. We have learned from Christ as we should love, we should look more to be good friends. Romans 12.10 Romans 12.10 Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love. And how do you express it? In honor, preferring one another. In honor, preferring one another. First Peter 1.22 First Peter 1.22 Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth. Through the spirit unto unfailing love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. With a pure heart fervently. Love of the brethren. Philadelphia. First Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 9 as I begin to round up. Are you blessed tonight? First Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 9. But as touching brotherly love. You need not that I write unto you. For you yourselves are taught of God to love one another. That is not to be friendly. It's not a Christian virtue. For you not to be friendly is not a Christian virtue. The resurrection has taught us to be friendly. Jesus Christ is your friend. And he has shown you friendly love. In other words, you be friendly. A good neighbor, a good partner, a good spouse. For he has said, the resurrection of Jesus has made us good disciples in relationship. In marriage, in friendship, in partnering. It has made us good, good friends. We will see employer, employee because we must mirror Christ in all of these relationships. We will explore communication, fellowship. We will explore things that are taught in scripture because we are born of God. So the word of God begins to shape you. 
You put aside your culture. You put aside your background. You put aside the way you were brought up in your family. Your class has changed. You are now found in the class of Jesus. You are now a member of the ecclesia of God. The word of God now shapes you. Whenever you see things in your culture, Ibo, Yoruba, Kurama, Ibibio, Hausa, Efik, that is contrary to Christ, you drop it. Even if that is your culture that you brought up, once it contradicts the gospel, you drop it. And say to yourself, I have not so learned Christ. I won't do this. Never let the world disciple you. You go into all nations and disciple them. Go into all nations and disciple them in the resurrection. Don't let your culture, don't let the world, don't let the system under which you were brought up disciple you. No. You'll be discipled by the word of God and you now take that discipleship you got from the word of God, go to the nations of the earth and disciple men. Teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you. I will not be with you. I am with you always. Till the end of the age. Hallelujah. Seated together with him in the heavenlies. Amen. We disciple men. We disciple the world. And we disciple the world with the culture of the word of God. We disciple them in his resurrection. Let me close with a scripture. The book of Ephesians, 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 chapter 2, verse number 4, Ephesians, chapter 2, verse number 4, but God, Ephesians 2, 4, but God who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, next verse, even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ, by grace you are saved, next verse. And that raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Quickened us together, raised us up together, made us sit together. That where I am, there you may be also. Quickened together, raised together, made to sit together. Today, where he is, we are. We are in the Father's house. Where's the Father's house? In the resurrection. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Stand on your feet. That's all I got for you tonight. Glory. Amen. Father, we pray for everybody under the sound of my voice in this service right here in the house centers, on TV, on radio, on social media, and everyone in our campuses all over the world, that this revelation grows big on your inside until nothing else matters. Barriers terminated. Obstacles taken out of the way. In the name of Jesus. Great grace is upon you. Great grace is upon you. And I decree that by the word of God, you are being discipled and you go to all nations and disciple them. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. Thank you for great grace upon your people. Thank you, Lord, that barriers are totally taken out of the way. Sick bodies be healed. Be healed. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that amen on a note of finality. 
Glory! Amen! Woo! Amen, I tell you. I'm excited tonight. Grab your offerings. Let's give in honor of God's word. Let's give as responsible sons and daughters of God. Let's give like disciples of Jesus. Let's give in honor of our father's business on the earth. If you're watching on television, the banking details are scrolling. If you're watching online, the banking details are scrolling. Radio audience, Mr. Michael Bush will be reading the account for you in the next few minutes. As I join him in ask the council or you don't want to go away. But I want to thank all of you partners and friends who continually support this ministry. And through your givings and support, we're able to get this gospel to the ends of the earth. And I want you to know that every time you give to this ministry, God is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love. And I'm excited to be able to do all that we do together. Serving you the grace of God and bring you to a place of perfection in Christ Jesus. Lift up your offerings today. Let's pray together. Father, we give in faith and we give with joy. Thank you for the privilege to make a difference in the gospel. Thank you that every day your word is proceeding and going forth with power. Your word is going forth with power. Men's lives are getting shaped, built up and discipled. And we give you praise for the blessing. Everyone giving tonight, your needs are met supernaturally according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father, for answer prayer. Great grace is upon your people. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says a powerful amen. Now listen to me before I sign you off and join Mr. Michael Bush. Remember that I just released a new book. Every Man a Minister. That's a book you cannot afford to let one more minute pass you by without calling that number, our office number, to order for your copies. Don't allow one more minute pass you by without shooting an email. That book will change your whole mindset as it regards ministry and serving Jesus. So that the day you see Jesus, you will not be ashamed at his coming. You need to get that book. It will answer so many questions and bring clarity to your understanding and help you to position so you can serve the purpose of God to your generation. The second announcement is the United Kingdom has started opening up. Please stay with me. The United Kingdom has started opening up. So because the United Kingdom has started opening up, our campus in Enfield will begin meeting. And uh, if you're in the United Kingdom, in London, any part of London, and you want to identify with our campuses, our campuses in London, in the, in the UK, you need to call, I'm trying to get for you the number. You need to call th this number immediately so that you can get information on our campuses. 074-245-37606. That's the number to call. 074-245-37606. Anywhere in the United Kingdom, call that number. We have brethren all over the United Kingdom that are going to be meeting physically to fellowship, to pray together, to learn together, to grow together, and take the gospel to the ends of the earth. The whole United Kingdom. So call that number. I repeat the number again. 074-245-37606. When you call... Tell them that I asked you personally to call them to quickly fix you in a campus close to where you live. 
Now, the Enfield campus, which is uh, Enfield, is there in London, will be meeting every Sunday, 10.30 a.m. Power City International Enfield, North London. They meet at St. John's Church, Palmer's Green, One Bone Hill, Palmer's Green, London. Now, the postcode is N134 4DA N134 4DA at Enfield, right there in North London. They are beginning this particular Sunday, this coming Sunday. You want to go there and just fellowship with brethren physically. You guys have been in lockdown for close to one year and one year and some months. And this is the first time churches are opening up and we are going to meet physically this Sunday. Man, it's going to be a time of reunion, fellowship, dancing, singing, and celebrating the resurrected Christ who has defeated coronavirus and all of his manifestations, I tell you. You don't want to miss the service this Sunday at St. John's Church. The postcode is N134 da and then if you are in any other part of the United Kingdom, call the number 074-245-37606. Tell them I ask you to call so they can quickly fix you up with a campus close to where you are in the UK. We're excited about what God is doing. Hey guys, I, I, I know you are enjoying yourself, but I want to join Mr. Michael Bush very quickly so we can answer your calls, respond to your emails, and of course, make sure that we answer all the issues that you have raised in text messages and enrich you doctrinally. We love you guys. You don't want to miss tomorrow and the rest of this week as we keep exploring the unsearchable riches of our redemption in Christ Jesus. Till I see you in the other studio with Mr. Michael Bush. Enjoy the rest of your day and be blessed. Let's celebrate viewers around the world for being a part of this service tonight. Glory! Amen! You have been blessed by this message. For these, all the messages and books by Dr. Abel Damina, please call plus 234-806-800-9939 or email powercityoffice at gmail.com. That said, can we take bank details? Because I know some of you are already waiting, especially those of you on radio. Account name is Power City International, but of course, FCMB is bank number 129-8268-2028. 29-8268-2028. That's for FCMB, Power City International. Same for, yes, it's the same for Zenith Bank. 10, 12, 36, 59, 12. 10, 12, 36, 59, 12. Power City International Steel, also for UBA, 
For sponsorship, call us up, plus 234 if you're doing from outside Nigeria. Otherwise, it's 0803-275-6104 or email Damina at yahoo.com. That's it. My name is Michael Bush. I'm your anchor now. The moment you've been waiting for, the sex man. Author like none other, speaker like none other, international televangelist, global barber, Dr. Abel Damina. The intercontinental Mr. Bush, so good to have you back again. Global barber. Hey. We are back. What a blessing. We are back. And, and you look good, life. man. You, you look you good. You look better, Global Baba. So good to have you here, man. Yes, Global Baba. I just want to grow up and be dressing like no, that. No, my, my, my <laughs> look. <laughs> I'm just happy to have you back. Okay, Global Baba, can we just Thanks. open as we always do? Quick yes. prayers for our world, for our states, and for our country. Let's pray together. Father, we rejoice and we thank you for grace, mercy, and Jesus. Thank you for the privilege of preaching the gospel to the ends of the earth. Thank you because your mandate is that this gospel be preached unto all nations of the earth be blessed. So we ask that our world will be invaded by men and women that are being raised around the world to preach the gospel. We pray for Kwaibom State. We pray for our governor and his cabinet. We ask that your wisdom and grace and that the gospel continues to thrive in this state. That the government of this state continues to create an enabling environment for the word of God to continue to find expression. And for potentials to also find expression. And we thank you Lord that in our world the message of Christ is growing and prevailing. And everything contrary to the gospel is giving way. We give you praise for the blessing. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Okay so we are right here in Uyo. Uyo number 98 in Road reminds me of my friend Jude in Netherlands. Okay. You know because of Global Baba's program. <laughs> he had to travel all the way from Netherlands. I missed him. I yes, missed so Jude man. You are traveled. Yes. And, uh, you know Global Baba is happy there now. You know, it's always traveling. traveling. Very but soon. Very I'm here. Very soon they'll be looking for me. <laughs> <laughs> so Global Baba yes. this is number 98 in Road. It's in the heart of Uyo. It's the global headquarters of Power City International. Okay, so we start out here in New York. Says hello, Global Baba and um, Mr. Bush. It's my pleasure to write to you, being sure I'll receive clear directions. Thank you, Global Baba, for this opportunity and for all your labor in Christ's body. There's this experience that initially bothered me, but I waved it aside. Now I have the opportunity I want to ask. Many times when I slept, I usually heard a voice call me. That voice was always so real, Global Baba. I heard it in my ears. Most often I would think my dad called. But each time I went to him, he would tell me he didn't. So after a while, I stopped going to my dad. Sometimes it was in the night, other times in the day while I slept. And some other times while I was just busy. I felt like I had the voice in my heart that it was so real I could literally hear it. Many times, Global Baba, my heart skipped because of how sudden the call came. And I usually didn't know what to do. Then I didn't know the truth. I now know in Christ through you. I usually thought it could have been the Holy Spirit. But then I didn't know. Recently, I... I can't remember having any of those experiences. I don't know if it's perfect that way or just because I waved it off initially. Do you think it was the Holy Spirit, Global Baba, as I thought then, or that it was just something unclean? Thank you for your wonderful counseling. I love you, Dad, for all I am today because of your constant teachings. I'm blessed by you. Imebong, Inuyo, Akwaibong State. Well, the fact that you had a voice doesn't mean it is God. There are many voices, the Bible tells us. So, how do you know when a voice is from God? It will be by the content. What did the voice say? Because if God is calling you, God will give you clarity. God is not the author of confusion. 
So next time if you hear a voice and the voice is just calling your name and it's not saying anything, rebuke it in Jesus' name and command it to stop talking to you. Because if it is God, he won't confuse you. He will give you clarity and the clarity will be confirmed within the written pages of his word. So, you know, now that you have come into the light, that's where some of those experiences will disappear. Because once a man begins to get established in sound doctrine, sound teaching of God's word, a lot of crazy things just give way because now your conscience becomes educated and informed and cannot be molested anymore by the devil taking advantage of ignorance. Okay, still from your global barber, this one says, Dear global barber, I celebrate the grace of God upon your life. I was working before I got married, but I relocated to you because my husband resides here. But ever since I came, I found it very difficult to get a job. Please pray for me that I get one and support my husband, the work of the kingdom, and my aged parents as well. People feel I'm stingy, but they don't know that I don't even have enough, let alone to give to them. Please pray for me. Thank you. We will pray for you and all the others at the end of the broadcast. You know, just so stay with us. <clears throat> okay, so we moved to somewhere. Um, I'm just trying to calculate my way. Let me go to Calabar in Cross River State. Calabar is next door. Dear Global Baba, I'm Emmanuel writing from Calabar. So I got married in 2013 and up until now, no child in the home. My elder brother got married 14 years ago and up until now, no child. Also, my elder sister got married 11 years ago and as I speak, nothing to show for it. Please, Global Baba. Is there something wrong with us? Can you intervene on our behalf? Please, sir, my siblings need to be free from this oppression of the devil. Thank you. Yours truly, Emmanuel. Emmanuel will pray for you at the end of the broadcast. Well, let me advise you. I just finished a teaching on healing miracles, signs, and wonders, a whole series. I will encourage you, order for one for yourself, order, you know, copies for your own family members. Encourage them to listen to that series. It will help them to come to a place where they can believe to receive from God the miracle of fruitfulness. Okay, so from Calabar, I think we'll just, um, Global Baba, get into Cameroon. Hello, Dr. Abel Damin, my dear Global Baba. My name is Stanley. I write to you from Cameroon. I listened to one of your teachings where you said Antichrist is not a person, but a teaching which refuses the humanity and deity of Christ. I wish to ask what of what um, Daniel, the prophet, said that the man of sin will be revealed on the last day. Please throw more light on that. I equally wish to beg you to commit my friend Leo in prayers. He finds pleasures sharing demonic stuff on his Facebook page, calling people to pay him so they can join Illuminati, promoting things of the devil. I've been sharing with him, sending him your messages. It's quite disturbing. I wish to see him come to Christ. Thank you, sir. Well, we stay in faith for him and he will be saved. Now, what about the man of sin in Daniel? Well, you cannot say the man of sin in Daniel is Antichrist because Daniel didn't even mention the Antichrist there. So you are reading your thoughts into the Bible. When he talks about the man of sin, the only scripture that has anything that sounds like the man of sin is Thessalonians. And in Thessalonians is chapter 2. But if you read the pretext in chapter 1, he talks about the man that will oppose the gospel. The man that will reject the gospel. It is in that context that he talked about the man of sin, which was a syntax problem. It's actually supposed to be men of sin. That is men who reject the gospel, who reject the deity and the humanity of Christ. Those men are the people that are called the Antichrist. So it's not a particular man. It's men of sin or a people that harden their heart against the gospel. I hope that helps you. 
Fantastically so, Global Barbales, stay on in Cameroon. Hello, Dr. Damina. My name is Dambles Damunda, right from the Republic of Cameroon. Daddy, I've been feeding on your teaching of the Word, sir, and I'm growing in the knowledge of Christ daily. Your teachings have brought me to the knowledge of the truth, and I can tell that I'm flowing in revelation knowledge through the unveiling of Christ. Global Baba, thank you for the sound meals you've been serving me and those following you all over the world. And also thanks, Daddy, for your consistency on sound doctrine to grow us the sense to perfection in the knowledge of Christ, sir. I pray that the Lord protect you from unreasonable men, sir. Global Baba, you have been blessed to be a blessing to us, sir. I call you the Apostle Paul of our generation, a man, a man rightly dividing the word of truth. Thank you. Thank you. Bless you. Global Baba. The intercontinental. The whole world is just, um, you know... Receiving the gospel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so from Cameroon, let's see, can we go to Ghana quickly? Banso Emmanuel is my name. I write from Ghana. Bless you, sir. I just love to say thank you for the labor of love for the body of Christ. Transformation is taking place in my life because I started listening to your teachings. Great praise abound towards the ministry and you, sir. Amen. Bless Fantastically you. Fantastically so. Yeah. Okay, now, is this wonderful message from Togo. Okay. So we go there. Next says, hello. Interplanetary Mr. Bush. Wow. Thank you so much for all you do to season this wonderful and glorious vision. Hello, my father. Global love, Baba. I give God glory for the life of all the saints, for the life of your family, and especially for your life. That God protects you from everything and against all, and that he amplifies the speech of this magnificent vision in the name of Jesus. I'm Chris Egon on Facebook and YouTube. My name is Chris Bill. I am in Lome, Togo. Sorry, Global Baba and Mr. Bush, my message may be long. We are warned and we are ready for you. That's right. It says, I'm overwhelmed with joy and gratitude as I sent you this message. Daddy, through you, God changed my life. I was born to an animist father. I mean, my entire paternal family are animists. I knew the church thanks to my mother, but we were more animists than Christian. At 20, I decided to be more Christian, or if you like, more Catholic. I'm someone curious, uh, you know, who reads so much, and therefore asks so many questions. I found many contradictions, Global Baba, in the gospel that was preached to us, which has long kept me an, in animism, although I was not a fan of the practices. In my second year in the university, I gained my first job as a trainer in an entrepreneurship, development, and therefore in motivation. My boss being my mentor that I appreciated very much, I joined this religion, Buddhism, for four years. I always had a void in me. Through a friend, I joined the Gnostic, uh, the Gnostic religion, commonly known as Gnosis religion. I practiced for one and a half years. Daddy, I can guarantee you that I always had a void in me. But when I listened to pastors, joining a church was my last concern because I always found a contradiction. I stopped listening, but wherever I went, I was told I had the call of God on my life. I remember that even my dad and my uncles, although animists, always told me that I was only born to serve God. That's one of the teachings that made me run away from the church. After all these religions, Global Baba, I stayed a year at home without any practice. Months from my birthday in 2019, I cried all night to God because I believed in my heart that there was a creator. I cried asking him why and if he's really there, that I really wanted a sign from him. 
when I woke up global body, crazy desire to go to church. I chose a church among three churches that I sometimes followed online the Sunday of the same week. I listened to the word. At the end, they met altar call. I went out to Baba. I repeated everything they said, I should say, and I was uh, integrated into the church. I followed all the courses and everything they asked. Daddy, in two months, I read more than 20 books of that ministry. I became an influential member. At my first contact with him, the resident pastor had revealed to me that I had a call of God on my life. So after three months, he put me on the pastoral board, and I even started the course. I agreed on many things, except on practices, global baba, like communion, anointing oil, washing of feet, and especially the white tea towel. Because I always saw those things, and I still see them as the practices of my parents. When I asked questions, global baba, they told me that they are revelations and quoted some verses. But deep down, I did not have that joy. One day, I decided to ask God to explain all this confusion. I was afraid especially to go to the village. Even in my room, Global Baba was haunted by demons. So I fasted and prayed on generational ties. Until the day, all of this continued until the day I heard uh, on a friend's WhatsApp an excerpt of your teachings that touched me deeply. Quickly, I looked for your name on YouTube. I listened to some of your messages in that same month of April 2020. Daddy, I saw my doubts, I saw my questions, and I saw my fears dispelled. I was never satisfied, and above all, I was never at peace with myself and with God. However, Daddy, through you, God changed me completely. Now, I listen to a minimum of two of your messages per day, and I do not miss any program of yours. Daddy, thank you from the bottom of my heart. But Daddy, Francophone Africa really needs this message. In order to better understand, I decided to go and do an English course. I am also gathering the means to come to Nigeria to follow a training for the number of years that God will decide in order that my Francophone audience can have this same message in French. I'd like the word to say thank you to God for your life and the life of all your family. God bless you, my dad of love. Also, our dear mommy, interplanetary Mr. Bush, may God fill you all with his grace. May God bless all saints on this precious mission. I love you, Global Baba. Your son, Chris Ego, in Lometeogo. Wow, Chris Bale, we love you and we're so excited about what God has done in you and is going to do through you to the world at large. Our first caller right now. Hello. Hello, good evening. Many thanks for joining us. Where are you calling from? Thank you. Good evening, Papa. God bless you. Good evening. Bless you. Bless and you. And Mr. Bush. Thank you. So nice. To I love my Papa. Papa, I love you and your family so much. Thank you. All right, please, uh, I've heard your preaching all these days. Please, Papa, my question goes this way. Please, what about all these religions which believe in marriage? Then, they now want that to believe in Christ. They also believe in praying and calling Mary. So, I want to understand. So if they believe Jesus and also believe in Mary, that their prayer should pass through Mary. So are they saved because they call Jesus and also call Mary? Are they, they are just the center of the gospel? My second question goes this way. When Jesus said to the Zacchaeus, say this day salvation has entered into this house. 
was that salvation automatically or was the salvation after the resurrection of Jesus? Or when he said to Satan, this day salvation has entered his house, does that mean that the manifestation of God? Thank you, sir. All right, let me begin with Zacchaeus before we go to Mary and others. Zacchaeus, when Jesus said, this day salvation has come to your house, what you're saying is, I, who is salvation? Salvation was Jesus. Jesus is the embodiment of salvation. So what he meant is that salvation himself has come to your house. Salvation himself, his embodiment. Now, Zacchaeus wasn't automatically saved. Zacchaeus had to believe the gospel. And even then, what Zacchaeus had was a promissory note, not salvation, because nobody was fully saved until after Jesus rose from the dead. Second. Okay, see so you from Zambia. Greetings, Daddy. I'm Isaac Iwando from Zambia. Please, Daddy, help me to start a ministry. I need pastoral impartation and mentorship. I've been going to a certain church in Kitwe for some time. I don't attend church because the distance is very far away from home. Now I'm thinking of opening a church here and start to fellowship with the help of God. But I want you to help me on how I should start. In other case, because I've never gone to any school of pastoring, I don't want degree uh, or diploma in theology, but just a certificate. Okay, you should say I don't have. Please help me, sir, with this. The gift I have is to preach and sing. I need your help, Daddy, please. Isaac Iwando, Zambia, Kitwe province, province. But I'm just wondering, so is that enough? I'll come back to that in a moment. This caller, hello. Hello. Many thanks for joining us. Your name, where you call it from? Yes. Good evening. Bless you and welcome. I do Bless you. Many thanks. Welcome to the program. Yes, my name is Mr. Mike. I'm calling from Bayelsa. Okay. Uh, okay. No, uh, the question I want to ask is um, Genesis 18, Genesis 19, then Genesis 30, 32, and Exodus 3. Now, the question I want to ask is that the angel appeared to Abraham and Abraham acknowledges the three angels who came, one as the Lord. Then the, the angel said to Abraham that he is going to make Abraham his father. He specifically making it by this time next year that he is going to. Then, when Abraham is when Lot met with three angels, Lot also bowed down to the angels. And the angels are the same ones who destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. At the end of the day, Joseph, the um, the Jacob also met an, an angel which he wrestled with and said he has met God. Now, the question I want to ask is that when the angels appeared, they make it specifically that they are God, who died God himself came. Same from me, because he told Moses that I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But it was an angel who appeared to Moses. Now, angel appeared to Hagar in the wilderness. 
and gave under the same promise which he gave to Abraham that uh, his seed will be many. So I want to know these angels, why were they portraying to be God himself? Thank you, sir. Okay, well, it wasn't the angels that portrayed, it's the writers, the writers, the writers who documented, reported to you that those angels spoke as God. But you must remember that in the Old Testament, there was never an appearance of God. John chapter 1 verse 18, John reported and confirmed that. John chapter 5 verse 36, 37, 38, you know, Jesus specifically said, there has never been an appearance of God before the New Testament. Also, 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16, Brother Paul gives attestation to that. So, those were angels, and in the Old Testament, there was a heavy activity of angels because of the way the Old Testament people progressively were discovering God. But you find out that from the time Jesus appeared in human flesh, which is God Almighty, the incarnation, the activity of angels drastically reduced. The only time you will see angels speak was before Jesus was born, and the next time is after he rose from the dead, which means their activities were totally reduced because now the person that they were representing is physically on earth. So it's the way it was reported that gave the impression that it was God. But it wasn't God, it was angels in operation. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 2 will help you. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 2. Bless you. Uh, Global Baba, let's get back to Zambia. The oh, question yes. that we were taking uh, about the guy that wanted to start the church at all costs. Well, because there's no church near him. Well, listen, you can't start a church at all costs. So the first thing is training, training, training. So what I will advise you to do is to reach out to us, you know, and let us know that you want to be trained. And then we will enlist you in our training program where you will be intensively trained and equipped and prepared before you can start a church. The first thing is not starting a church. The first thing is getting you equipped and trained. Then you can be able to preach the gospel and get more people to see the light of the gospel. Hello, Global Baba, still from Zambia, this last one. I'm Pastor Derek, and I arrived from Zambia. I've been following your teachings, and they have helped me to grow spiritually. You're such a great father in our generation. Global Baba, I need help on this one thing. I wanted to marry early this year, but the lady, the woman I wanted to marry, told me to wait for her that she wanted to go to college and study nursing for three years. As a result, we started having sex before marriage. Now, Global Baba, I've been thinking if um, I should quit this relationship and find someone who's ready for marriage because waiting for three years, Global Baba, I don't think I can survive the pressure. Well, if you're very serious, you shouldn't have started having sex with somebody you're not sure you're going to marry. Uh, you know, you shouldn't have gone that route. Well... Having gone that route, you may need some counsel in both you and the lady. May need to be counseled so that um, both of you will be on the same page to dismiss the relationship or to consummate the relationship. You will need some kind of counseling. So my advice, get the pastor, your pastor, or get the pastor of the lady. Both of you go to them and open up to them and let them help you with advice on what to do, either to dismiss the relationship or to conclude and consummate the relationship. That's what you do. You don't just walk away like that. You need to be sure that you do it properly and do it right. So that the lady is not hot. The lady does not feel totally cheated and wounded by you. So you've got to do it well and do it properly. And Baba, how long does it even take to get married? It doesn't take anything. It just takes you seeing the parents of the lady. And let them know you want to get married. 
And of course, if they give you their requirements and they're too humongous for you, you get, you know, your people to go on and, and plead with them and let them know that marriage is a lifetime relationship. So you do what you can be able to do. Marry quickly and live a life of peace and a life of joy. It doesn't take anything, you know. So Kenya, this is a young pastor, Hezron, of World Way Life Church International in the western part of Kenya, Global Baba. Okay. I come to you as my spiritual authority to kindly request you to speak a few things in my life. One, sufficient grace for ministering. Two, boldness to declare the word of God. Three, I'm a jobless young man. I have a desire to serve God with my own resources. I'm a degree holder in education. Four, we are trusting God for a church PA system and musical instruments to be used in our services, both indoor and outdoor average programs. We also plan to use them in our school of music that's intended to develop talents within our communities. Pray for us that God would connect us to partners with the burden to support this work of God. Amen. Pastor Hezron. I think we do that at the end, at the end of the program. Pastor Ezra will do it just Okay. So, my name is Yvonne Dama. I write from Kenya. I'm 30 years old, global power. I came across the teachings recently. I'm unemployed for five years now since I graduated. I've applied uh, for so many jobs to no avail. I have no income whatsoever, and the little I, I get, I give it all to the work of God. But no change, global Baba, has occurred in my life. On top of that, I was born very light-skinned, but now my skin color has darkened. I've applied for international travel for greener pastures to no avail. I feel like giving up. What do I do, global Baba? Well, don't give up. Your God's plan for you is beyond anything natural, anything material. So I think the first thing you need is you need to hear the gospel properly taught. So that you understand your priorities. You know what are the most important things in your life. The Bible says a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. The Bible says if only your hope is in this world, you are of all men most miserable. So you've got to set your priorities right. And once you do that, then it is easy for you to see that God, God is working within your circumstances to perfect that which concerns you. So giving up is not your first option. My advice, send us a mail with your number. You know, and we'll be able to call you, spend some time, counsel with you and pray for you and help you discover and work in the plan that God has for your life. From Kenya to Uganda, Kampala. Hello, Global Baba. I'm Apostle David Sentongo, Touching Hearts Ministries. That's Touch Fellowship in Kampala, Uganda. I've been following your messages for a while. You know, for instance, it should be up to a month now. And they rarely, rarely uplift me and i find them vital to our generation but i have three questions one is judas in heaven or hell well like brother copeland will say when we get there we'll find out whether he's there or not <laughs> but of course the bible calls him the son of perdition the son of perdition means he didn't make it to heaven because he never believed in christ he never accepted the love of god and the salvation plan of god the global bar. yes this judas uh, if he didn't kill Jesus, where would all of us be? Well, if Judas didn't kill Jesus, Jesus would have had to still die somehow. So, because the plan was that Jesus would die to save man. Yes. But it didn't have to be Judas. But Judas offered himself willingly. Uh, should Christians um, make up for that by just sitting in there and just praying for Judas or just celebrating Judas? You know, because if he didn't kill, <laughs> They don't continue to where you going. <laughs> okay. okay, is that spiritism? Is that what spiritism? <laughs> no. No, I'm just wondering. I just wondering. That's I'm just laughing. No, because in my head, global bar. I see your point that okay. Judas has done us good. He, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
No more bar. Oh, he just, he just finished the matter. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay, no more bar. Okay, okay, go back. Let's make peace. Okay. Was the fruit of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding physical or symbolic? That's still from Apostle Devin Sisengo in Kampala, Uganda. Well, the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil was actually man's choice against God in the Eden. There were two trees, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which was man rejecting God's plan and walking in his own will. The tree of life was Jesus symbolic. So those trees were symbolic of rejection or acceptance of God's offer of salvation. Moses saw it in a vision. That's why he communicated it in symbolic terms. The New Testament gives an explanation to what happened in Eden. Romans chapter 5 verse 12. Brother Paul gave clear explanation. Remember the Old Testament is mystery. The New Testament is revelation. So the New Testament explains the Old Testament. The program is Ask the Counselor that is a Power City International broadcast, and it comes to you every day from number 98, Nwangiba Road, in the heart of Uyo, a quite bomb states in the south, southern part of Nigeria and the west coast of Africa. I still will come back to you. Okay, but let me just quickly round off. Okay, I come back to you, uh, past Apostle Devin Sentongo in Kampala, Uganda. First door, this caller. Hello. Hello. Many thanks for joining us. Your name, where are you calling from? Yeah, my name is Emmanuel. My name is Emmanuel. I'm calling from Morugoda. Fire on. I want to thank, yeah, I want to thank you, Dr. Papa, for all the teaching you have been giving on us. There is one more question that I want to ask. Go ahead. Hello? Go yes, ahead. Fire on. Uh, yeah, I want to ask concerning the headlights, the encounter that the Muslim child with the king. Of Pharaoh in Egypt. So I don't want to ask what was the involvement of God in the whole encounter up to the killing of the person in Egypt. Okay. That God, is okay. God's part in all of that, remember the plagues of Egypt was judgment against the gods of Egypt. So the part God played was to protect those that would believe in him. Remember, they were asked to put the blood mark on their doorposts, and the angel of death will not enter their houses. Obviously, the angel of death was destruction because Hebrews chapter 11 verse 28 tells us that through faith, the children of Israel were protected from the destroyer, the destroyer. The New Testament explains the Old Testament. So again, God's part was to protect those that would believe his word and take his word. And he protected those that put the blood mark on their doorposts. That was the only part that God played. Okay, so back to Kampala, Uganda, and uh, we'll round off with uh, Apostle David Sentungo. He says, how can I be part of the July meeting? Oh, the July conference. All you need to do is shoot a mail quickly to our office uh, or Dr. Abel at yahoo.com requesting to be a student of the Power Bible School in July. Forms will be sent to you so you can fill them up quickly and turn them in so that a later will be sent to enable you to process your visas and be able to come down for the one-month Bible school. And people are invited from all over the world to come and study. And you know, the good thing is that our accreditation is almost true. Mm. So not too long from now, we'll be able to give you certificates and diplomas and degrees that are globally recognized and accepted that has educational value. So I'm excited about that. Okay, so Global Baba from Kenya, quickly, quickly, to Tanzania, says, uh, my name is Pascali Froin Hole. I arrived from Dar es Salaam. Dar es Salaam is in Tanzania. 
It says, my other identities are my final year student, BSc Nursing, University student at uh, Mohimbili, University of Health and Allied Sciences. Global, I am your student for the gospel of Christ. I follow your teachings. I'm, I minister in Tanzania. I prove for a long time that I learned from you. I have assurance that you can mentor me for that sound doctrine that Christ unveils to you, which I saw is reality of him. I beg you, sir, to mentor me. Thank you so much, my pastor. I call you blessed, my pastor. Go, Baba. That's from Tanzania. Yes. Wow, we love you, man. Uh, we'll try and make sure we reach out to you so you can join the mentoring academy, and then I'll be glad to mentor you for one full year of weekly interaction, training, teaching, answering your questions, and just building you up. That's what I do in the mentoring academy for one full year. And of course, when you graduate from the mentoring academy, you remain an, you know, an alumni of the mentoring academy for life, and you have access to my personal counseling as long as you're a mentee of my academy. So we look forward to having you join. Let's go to South Africa. It will be our last port of call on the continent of Africa before we run elsewhere. Hello, Global Baba. My name is Monica. I live in Cape Town, South Africa. I'm looking to find help on how to find forgiveness, healing, peace, and how to forgive myself about serious and great sin that I've committed. I did a stupid choice, and I'm regretting my behavior and what I did. I did abortion last year in November. I didn't tell anyone. I only asked God for forgiveness, but I'm not even feeling forgiven. When I found out I was pregnant, fear got into me, and I was confused. And the only thing I thought at that moment was to terminate the pregnancy. It didn't even come into my mind that I am killing an innocent soul because I was scared of many things. What people were going to say, what the boyfriend was going to say, all those thoughts put me at the corner until I did a great sin three weeks pregnancy. I'm regretting now why I didn't, seek, I didn't think to seek advice before my bad choice. It's difficult for me to forgive myself, the Baba. It's always uh, coming into my mind. That's why I did such great sin. I wish I didn't do it, but fear blinded me. I'm looking, really looking for help because in my life I'd never thought that I would do such a thing. It's uh, very painful. I'm seeking for help, how I could move on. I'm struggling. The problem just started when I failed to control myself because I was looking and praying for a husband to marry me, and I got into this relationship with the wrong man, not one, but more than one. I'm sorry to God about all the, that I did. I'm looking for marriage in the wrong way. I'm a single widow. My husband passed when I was at a young age. And I was praying to God that I wanted to marry. I'm failing to live alone as a single widow. And with my impatience, I did wrong things. I'm worried if my life would be in shape again because I feel ashamed of myself. Minister of God, I watch your preachings online, so I see it's better for me to talk out this issue bothering me day and night. I was born again a long time, but the way I behaved at that time was like I was not a child of God. Even now, if I look back, I ask myself what put me in to doing such wrong choices. I feel angry with myself. I'm struggling. How can I get out of this? Kindly um, help me. Monica. Monica, you're already forgiven. Christ has forgiven you. Uh, and he doesn't have record of it. You're only the one that has a record. So what do you do? Receive God's forgiveness. Forgiveness is not a feeling. Forgiveness is what Christ has done in his death, burial, and resurrection. So receive the love of God, receive the unconditional acceptance of God, and move on. Let me advise you. Uh, if you send us a mail with your phone number, we'd like to call you and share further with you and help you. We also have our churches in South Africa. We can get one of our pastors there to spend some time 
show you the word of God and help you with counseling and help you get past those feelings of guilt and condemnation and accept God's forgiveness, God's love, and God's peace for your heart. You're already forgiven. So receive that forgiveness and walk in that reality. Bless you, Monica. Out of Africa now, we're heading straight to Georgia, we are a country that's located, if you like me, at the intersection between um, Europe and Asia. And um, you know, Global Baba sometimes takes some geography lessons on the program. That's right. So I really appreciate Global Baba, the teachings that, that you give us. They are such a blessing to my wife and me. I have a question. How or what caused Lord's wife in Genesis 9, 1926, to turn to pillar of salt. Thank you, sir. God bless you. And the rest of the people there. Well, don't bother yourself about the, about the pillar of salt. Just know that if a man rejects the gospel, he is eternally doomed. And if a man accepts the gospel, he's eternally saved. Pillar of salt or pillar of fire or pillar of, uh, of uh, pepper does not matter at all. <laughs> okay. Pillar of pepper. Global Baba. Because if they insult them, pepper pillar. They're just symbolic communications of the damnation that befalls a person who rejects the gospel. Okay, so some other uh, entry, I just acknowledge it and then keep it so that uh, we'll take it at the end. Hello, Global Baba, my name is Suche Chuku Iguaho. I'm from Nigeria, but I'm based in Austria. Please, sir, I need you are supporting prayers. I've been married for seven years now, but I don't have children yet. I never uh, have been pregnant for once. I wanted to do IVF, but now there are uh, so many complications. Doctor said I have three fibroids two ovarian cysts by my right and left. My two fallopian tube tubes are blocked to the extent that they cut off my left fallopian tube. Now they're advising me to do another operation to remove the fibroids and cysts. Please, I need prayers that will do a miracle in my life. I believe I know God can change my story. Thank you, sir. Amen. We believe with you for a miracle, a supernatural intervention of God right now. In Jesus' name, Amen. receive and be free from all of these complications. And receive the power to conceive and bring forth. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Flying next to the continent of uh, Northern America or North America, Canada. Here we come. Says your boy Fabrice, Fabrice from Winnipeg, Canada. Global Baba, I have been learning so much and I'm edified. I can't say how much I'm getting blessed and renewed. My mindset is being shifted towards the right thing. Today, the word that hit me is to function in rest. You were talking to me, Global Baba. I realized that I had no patience. It was like I was looking in a mirror. I must listen to this again, Global Baba. I'm blessed and every day is a new day. I love you. Global Baba, from now, I am removing unnecessary feathers that I put on myself. I live and every day I'm growing in the knowledge of Christ. The prayer you prayed for me last year is working. We have been strengthened and can't be tossed about. We can't be shifted. Glory! Amen. Fabrice, bless you. Nice to hear from you. Okay, let me just stay on with Fabrice, still in Canada. It says, Global Baba, your boy, Fabrice, uh, Fabrice Kevin from Winnipeg, Canada. I figured out that I sent my partnership through PayPal, but hasn't been received now for about a week. There is another way to do it, Global Baba, one which we use here in Canada every day. I can send the money to your email with the secret questions and answers, then you can deposit it. I don't know if it can work internationally, but I can try that. Thank you. All right, Fabrice, so what we'll do is we'll get our office to reach out to you and work out why your PayPal money was not received and sort that out. PayPal is better for us because most of the things we do are done in dollars. So it's easy to just get the dollars and pay in dollars, then change it, change it back, you know, so. 
Okay, so finally, we are still in Northern America, but now in the United States of America, Boston, Massachusetts. It's our last port of call. Looks like Proboba will be spending the night in the United States. Says, hello, my name is Gusem Mops. I write from Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, hello, Global Baba and Mr. Bush and the supporting team who help Global Baba spread the word to the blue marble planet, uh, including Mama and the triplet, okay, triple ladies. Yes. <laughs> Thanks again for protecting Global Baba to let him deliver the word to us. Mr. Bush, you better be ready to read or to teach because they're bishop now. That's right. Okay, bishop. Yes. You started by saying we should thank God for Judas. <laughs> Is that the one that I'm going to I'm to? <laughs> Oh, no. No, Baba. No, Baba. Okay, we have very little time. Okay, Piazu just would acknowledge this um, entry and keep it for tomorrow. We'll start yep. the program with it. Yep. From uh, Boston, Massachusetts in the United States of America. says, my question is about loss of salvation. It goes on and on. No, Baba, we can do this better tomorrow yes. because of time or the lack of it and um i'd love to thank you global baba first though before we do our closing ceremonies let's just quickly pray, pray for the people for all the prayer entries okay father in the name of jesus we stand in faith for everybody who needs a miracle those who need miracles for fruit of the womb Amen. receive that miracle Amen. the supernatural power of god Amen. is released into your relationship into Amen. your home into your womb and we declare that you receive power to take in Amen. and to bring forth Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Those in need of jobs, we command the favor of God. We command the intervention of God. Receive a miracle. Amen. Those who are in need of other things in their lives, even the ministry that is in need of help, in need of partners, in need of resources, we command supernaturally that your needs are met according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Now, Satan, get your hands off of God's property and those in need of healing, be healed Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father, for answered prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we've come nearly full cycle. We'd like to thank you for your time with us. We look forward to tomorrow. Global Baba, on behalf of uh, production team, this is Michael Bush, your anchor, welcoming Global Baba to take us home. Amen. Well, you know, the Intercontinental has been another wonderful evening. Absolutely. So good to be back again. Fantastic. It's going to be explosive the next few days. Hey guys, we love you. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to serve you the grace of God. But remember, we're on radio tonight, 9 to 10 yes. on Inspiration FM, 10 to 12 on Heritage FM. FM. Then tomorrow morning, 5.45 a.m. on XLFM. Good morning, Aquaibom. And then, of course, 1 to 3 XLFM. And tomorrow in the evening, 9 to 10 again and 10 to 12, Heritage and Inspiration. We love you guys. Invite friends, and until we see you tomorrow, enjoy the grace of Christ and be blessed. Goodbye from Uyo, Nigeria. Amen. Praise God.